my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is a show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, religion and the Bible. This is a show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. G'day friends, it's Pastor Will here, pastor of the Paravista and the Gaula Adventist Churches here in South Australia. I want to thank you for joining our live show today here from South Australia. And I've got my good friend in the studio with me, Pastor Brenton Wilkinson, who says he's retired, but I beg to differ. Spelled R-E-T-Y-R-E-D. <laughs> Good to see you, Brendan. How's things going, mate? Uh, things are going well, mate. Yeah, oh, yeah, excellent. Yeah. Um, with the weather we've got, whoever. Uh, I yeah. used to work in the government, and uh, we used to have a cost code for everything. Everything that was presented or bought yeah. had to have a cost code. Well, someone got the cost code in for this week. The weather's good. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're um, yeah, here in uh, South Australia, we've it's been pretty cold, and uh, we've had a, a few wet days here and there, but... Yeah, the actual week is actually looking pretty good. I think we're in uh, the whole week's top of twenty eight towards yep, the end of the week. Yep. yep. So um, and about Thursday, I think. Wow. Thursday. Yep. Awesome. Well, hey, um, good. we want to thank you to you, our listeners, for uh, tuning in with us today here on Drive Time BQ and A. We have a brand new theme that we're going to um, be unpacking for the rest of this week, and so our theme for the today, and we're going to unpack it, and we're going to continue with our team this week. Isn't all religions essentially the same? Isn't all religions essentially the same? And you know, Brendan, obviously, um, we may have had conversations with people who may have this type of mindset or well, just think that I think um, we have yeah. every mm. every religion's the same. All roads re- lead to Rome, as it's yeah. as we, we would like to say. But um, so we're going to be unpacking that uh, today. But the, the question you and I are going to look at. It's kind of a, a part of the question, part of the theme actually is, does it, does what I matter? Sorry, let me rephrase it. Does what I believe matter? Yes. And, um, yes, that's the topic we're going yeah. to be tackling today. We're going to use Bible examples and uh, give a little bit of insight into how your belief system yeah. affects your character and affects both your present future life and also your future life. Wow. Well, um, I hope that you, our listeners, will be um, really um, taking what we're going to say today and hope that you walk away with, um, yeah, just hopefully it will be something you'll enjoy listening to. And so um, because it's, we're going live here from our studio here on a Monday, the rest of our team, if you're new to Faith FM Drive Time, um, we have a team of presenters and each day um, our presenters tackle a different aspect of the theme. But the theme in general is, isn't all religions essentially the same? Now, before we get into that, obviously, uh, we promote our free book offer, which we'll do in just a moment. Um, but we have some exciting news, uh, Pastor Brenton, and it's something we do, that our, we do, that our team has it's been, only um, a week away. Yeah, it's <laughs> only a week away. And, and what are we referring to? Uh, Faith FM, uh, if you're in the, if you're in the Adelaide region, we want to invite you and we're promoting it just this, this part time of our show. It's called Dinner with Robbie and the Drive Time Team. So if you're a regular listener to Faith FM, you've probably come across um, Robbie, Pastor Robbie Bergen's uh, Faith Experiment um, the one. Uh, show that he does. And yep. uh, I've had a listen to it, and Robbie's a great presenter. He articulates um, the Bible in very simple, clear language. And uh, he came to Adelaide, actually, um, a little while back, and he spoke at one of our big regional events here. And uh, he, he was fantastic. I really enjoyed his testimony. Yes. And so... For our, if you are listening and you're from Adelaide, or even if you are not from Adelaide and you know someone in Adelaide, 
please point them to this free community event. And so just give you a couple of the particulars. Um, it is uh, at 7 Ballville Street in Prospect in South Australia. And so here's the idea. If we have a lot of people, Brendan, listening to Faith FM over the we over do. the months. Yep. You probably have called in for a book offer or mm-hmm. somehow you have connected with us and uh, we, we are hosting this free community dinner as you listen to uh, Robbie Bergen. He'll be joining us from the Faith Experiment and also uh, Pastor Gary Hodgkin and our team here, Drive Time BQ&A. We'll That's all right. be there. We'll all be there. We'll all be there. And so we'd love to get to meet you. It's just one night. It's going to be an exciting uh, time. We're going to have a free uh, dinner, so please come along. And uh, Robbie's going to share a very special presentation on the evening. And the topic of his presentation is Digital Currencies, Prophecy, and Cashless Societies. Sounds extremely interesting. Mm. And so, hey, we want to see you there if you're listening from Adelaide. Uh, it's It's on this Saturday night on September 16th. Thought I'd give you the date first. Starts at six o'clock and it'll be at the Prospect International Social Hall at Seven Ballville Street, Prospect in South Australia. So if you intend on coming, what you need to do is, now if you're driving you, you, you need to go onto our website, faithfm.com.au. When you go on the website there, you'll see an events tab at the top of the screen. You click on the events tab and then you'll see September 16, 2023, Adelaide SA and you'll see all the info for the event this coming uh, Saturday night. You need to go online and you need to register. And so you need to RSVP, I think, by Friday. I think so. Yeah, yeah. and um, you need to go onto the link there. So faithfm.com.au slash events. You go online or you can do it from your, your electronic device. Click on the link and put your details there so that our... Our team, our host can have a good figure of um, how many people are coming and how to cater accordingly. So if you are a regular listener and you are in the Adelaide region, I really want to encourage you to come along this Saturday night. We would love to see you, love to hear your stories, um, yes. how you find in the show, and uh, it'll be a chance for us to connect with you as Anything well. Anything we can do to improve it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're open to constructive criticism. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, uh, Pastor Brandon. Yeah. So uh, one more time, it's it's dinner with Robbie and the Drive Time team. We're all going to be there, Brenton, myself, and the rest of the, Gary and the rest of the guys, uh, this Saturday night, 6 p.m. at Prospect International. Social Hall. So please, if you're in the Adelaide region or you know someone, you're, you might be listening from interstate, you know someone in Adelaide, say, hey, I just heard that they got a free community dinner this Saturday night. Why don't you go along? Well, how do I know about it? Jump on to faithfm.com.au yeah. slash events and uh, register uh, your seat. Well, could um, it be good even if uh, people who aren't from the metro area are able to come? Wouldn't it be wonderful sure. if we had people from the mid-north, southeast? Spencer Gold Absolutely. region, if they want to book in, um, do it, guys, do it, because you will not regret having come to this program, yeah. I promise. Absolutely. And the food, well, <laughs> that'll be Food delicious. will be second to none. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you want to meet Robbie and um, listen to his presentation and you come to meet us as well, we would love to meet you as well. We want to just to engage with our listener and audience, and uh, you're a big part of of why we do what we do. And so we hope that Faith FM ministry has been a blessing to you. Um, so, so yeah, so that's that. 
and uh, probably our team will be promoting it as well uh, during the course of this week because it is coming yes. this uh, this Saturday night, and we'd love to see you there. So switching gears, um, Brenton, I've got a very interesting article you for have, our World Watch tell segment. Him, telling me off air, so uh, go ahead. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> well, for our World Watch segment, we'll just take just a few minutes. Um, sure. So this is off the ABC um, dot net dot au website, and. Um, the title of the article is Fiji Deports South Korean Doomsday Cult Members as Grace Road Church Leader Slams Arrests. Right. Now, before we get into it, I had no idea that of this that was going on in Fiji, um, uh, Pastor Brennan. But uh, let me share with you just a couple of lines. I won't read the whole article as I would normally do, but just uh, maybe the opening couple of paragraphs. It says here, Police in Fiji arrested four members of a South Korean doomsday cult deporting two and seeking the arrest of two seeking the arrest of two others but the group's leader has denied government ministers claim that he is quote on the run the grace road church described as a cult by fiji's home affairs minister uprooted from south korea and relocated to fiji in 2014 oh, okay. convincing 400 of their followers the pacific island nation was a sanctuary from an impending global famine and drought. The foreign affairs home, sorry, the Fiji's home affairs minister, uh, Minister Pio Tiko Duadra, sorry, I may have butchered that name. Um, he said that seven members of the Grace Road Church in Fiji, they've been wanted since 2018 by the South Korean government and that the International Crime Policing Organization, Interpol, had issued red notices, notices for them. Oh, wow. They include Grace Road Senior Director Kim Jong Yong, also known as Daniel Kim, who is the son of the group's founder, Shin Ok Okju, I think. In 2019, Shin was sentenced to six years in prison in South Korea after being convicted of child abuse, false imprisonment, and assault. Uh, I think I do know about this. Yeah. Group. Yes. Yes. And look, okay. there's a there's a bit more going on there, but mm. I just wanted to. Just to kind of uh, bring this before our our, yes. our listeners and also with yourself, Brenton, that um, it seems like Fiji has has been a target for this particular ministry. Yeah. And yeah. so, just in summary, one of the cult's most senior leaders, senior leaders, he, he actually fronted the media, and he, you know, I've got a photo of of him here on in front of my um, laptop here. He he's kind of going. Why we're not a cult? You know, a cult will be running away from the media. I'm actually fronting the media, so he's got this big, yes. big yeah. smile. And mm-hmm. but um, he fronted the media and he denied he's on the run. And uh, the article also highlights, Brendan, that the Grace Roachers they've actually built up large business empire in Fiji. Wow! And I think that's probably why it's got the government's um, perk their interest. Yep. But uh, the important part is the founder was jailed in South Korea. Um, for you know some of these crimes of child abuse, false imprisonment. I reckon and this was on sixty minutes or oh, okay. one of those current affair programs some time ago. I remember uh, watching a program on TV where I think this this church and this guy in particular was featured. Yeah, yeah. So you know when I see a headline like this, cult, you know, it kind of gets us. We're a bit. Um, yeah, it perks our interest because no one wants to be in a cult. Nobody no, wants to no. be brainwashed and, you know, be led down that path. Um, so, you know, for anyone I was reading it, you know, obviously uh, when I read things of this thematic nature, I always 
Think about what Jesus said, you know, in the Gospel of Matthew where he talks about signs of the end times. And, you know, as you would know, yeah. Brendan, one of the things he mentioned was um, not to be deceived. He did. And he talked about false Christs and false prophets. Actually, you were saying something to me just before we went on air, something about false Christs. I was, as we sit here or as we are travelling in our vehicles home tonight, wherever we are in Australia, there are currently, as I sit here in the studio with my friend Will, nine people, according to my research today, who claim to be Jesus Christ worldwide. Nine. Nine. And one of them's here in Australia. His name is David Miller. And he lives in Queensland. You may have heard of the group. Once again, they've been featured on 60 Minutes or I one think, of those. Is he uh, the one with his wife? He's got, was, he's got a wife who claims like a to skinny be Mary, guy. Ma- Mary Magdalene. Yeah, she, I think I've watched that the one. the reincarnation of yeah. Mary Magdalene. So they're out there and they are all proclaiming that they're Jesus Christ. And they all have certain people who believe they are. Yeah. So um, we're going to touch on some of that in does it matter what you believe because if you don't have any firm foundation for your belief, <laughs> when these guys come along, um, they're pretty clever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you never know. You find um, when you listen to the testimonies of people who have left these groups <clears throat> over the last X number of years, I can go back and possibly you can't, but I can. I can go back to the Waco Experience, yeah. Now that was, David Koresh, that was, right? That was pretty tragic because David Koresh at one stay at one time attended an Adventist church. Yeah, he and uh, in the end, it was certainly not Seventh Day Adventist or anything remotely connected with it. But yeah, just the the brainwashing, the the way they went about doing things and that sort of thing is. If you were to do a psychological study, it's fairly typical of a lot of these types of groups and how they operate. Yeah. You have a very, um, what's the word, authoritarian leader. His word is law. His word is God. If you believe this person to be God or reincarnation or whatever, um, you will do what you're told yeah. without asking questions. And it's just some of these people that have escaped from these particular organisations that sort of give you an insight into how they actually yeah. operate. Mm. And, you know, when I read articles like this about this Grace Road Church over in Fiji and and numerous cult, cult-esque type of groups uh, spread across throughout the world, I'm always reminded, Brendan, of, of the words of Jesus. And yes. he said that deception is going to be uh, a huge part of, of the, in, within this uh, spiritual war that um, that it seems to be taking place and people being deceived and, and you know, people following cultish type leaders, and um, you know, sometimes when I watch documentaries like this, Brendan and I, and you, you read articles, yes. you because yes. we're kind of standing from the outside looking in. Mm. You, you can't help but almost like when you're watching um, these documentaries or these, you know, however you watch, get these, um, get access to this type yes. of news. Yep. You almost feel sad because you do. It's like you want to grab the person and go, hey. Get out of it, you know. Yeah. You got to snap out, yeah. but it's yeah. easier said than done, right? It is, and and the problem with some of these organisations. So we can go back to uh, Jim Jones and the Jonestown yeah. massacre. I was watching something on TV on that not that long ago, which was quite disturbing. And then you had the group in the United States of America, all of whom committed suicide because they believed that they were going to go and meet a uh, spaceship on the other side of. Uh, I think yeah. a planet called Bop Halop or something yeah. like that. Um, 
the the control that the leader has over these people, over their thinking, and this is part of what we're going to discuss today, the control they have over their thinking is it's deeply troubling because we believe that yeah. God created us with the freedom of choice yeah. to be able to think. God wants us to think along the way he has guided us, but if we choose not to, the world's yeah. our oyster. Yeah. There's there's all sorts of different ways of thinking. And as you said earlier on, all roads don't lead to Rome and all roads don't lead to heaven, but we're going yeah. to touch on Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Well, I can't wait till we um, unpack that in just a few moments, Brendan. Um, mm. But before we do that, we're going to go to a break. We're going to play a song. But before we do that, I just want to promote our free book offer for today. It's a our, good one. It's a very good one. Um, the book is entitled um, The... End Time People, the essential sequel to end time events by author, uh, Brian, Brian Ball. Ball. Dr. Brian Ball. Dr. Brian mm. Ball. So Dr. Brian Ball, he's an evangelist, he's an author, and he's a minister of the gospel. He has many decades of experience. He answers all these questions, um, by taking us on a journey through the letters of the apostle Peter, a church leader dedicated to caring for his flock. And so, um, Hey, if you if if this end time stuff you're kind of intrigued, you're interested in learning a bit more. Hey, we have a free book offer that we'd like to um, place in your hands as a free resource from us to you. If you need, if you want to get a co- free copy, what you need to do is text the code SA one three five. That's SA one three five to our number in the studio zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one, and we'll get your details and get that book out to you as soon as we can. Uh, so once again, the code there for end time people, the essential sequel to end time events by Brian Ball. You need to text SA135 to 048880811. Uh, we'll promote the book offer one more time, uh, towards the end of the show, but before, but, but we'll just go to some music and we'll be back in just a few moments. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. Yeah, listen to the
Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q&A with myself, Will, and Brenton here in the studio. Uh, if you just joined, joined us, uh, we're starting off a brand new theme for the week. Isn't all religions essentially the same? And uh, today we're looking at the actual question, What do we? does what I believe matter? And so um, we're going to be unpacking that just uh, right now. So, Brenton, um, walk us through, um, does what we believe matter? Um, and I guess within the overall theme for the whole week, isn't all religions essentially the same? It's a big subject. We could be on every night this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> However, others have their responsibilities there as well. Um, does belief, does what you believe matter? I think the answer to that is what you believe matters in the sense that your belief system actually is what develops your character. Now, extreme examples of this, and I studied this only today, Will, but so I thought I'd share it with um, our listeners. Um, I think most of us are really overhearing about September 11, 2001. However, this is what the recruiter of suicide bombers for, for Hamas, the Palestinian terrorist organisation, they have been listed as a terrorist organisation. Uh, these are these are uh, suicide bombers who were going to Israel. He says, "I described to him this is the potential martyr, how God would compensate the martyr, uh, sacrificing the life for his land. If you become a martyr, God will give you seventy-two wives, and you'll be admitted to paradise." Now, this is the type of stuff wow. they're, they're telling them. I, I double-check that because always when I read things like this, I like to double-check. There was quite a bit of pushback from uh, Muslims in the United States of America over this statement. Right. But then someone came out who was also a Muslim from another country who said basically that uh, what's being said here is basically true. Um, so the belief system for these people is that when they sacrifice their lives by suicide bombing, um, they are guaranteed of paradise or heaven. Now, to a Christian, uh, we do have examples, and I think you and I both know of examples in Scripture of people who have been faithful unto death. And if you ever read Fox's Book of Martyrs, you will certainly read a lot in, the, in that yeah. book about people who are willing to give their lives rather than compromise their faith. Now, if it didn't really matter what you believed, you would ask yourself a simple question. Why would you be willing to give your life for something that you're not sure that you really believe it or not? Yeah. Now, here's something else just to throw into the mix. Um, are all religions the same? No. I did a little bit of research today on our friends, the Buddhists, yeah, uh, there are eighty four thousand different ways of becoming a Buddha, and if anyone wants to uh, talk to me about that, they're welcome to. But I did my research on it, and um, <laughs> can you imagine it? You're planning to join this particular group, and there are eighty four thousand different sayings of Buddha that you can take on board that it will help you personally to become a Buddha. But all of this started, I believe, way back. We're looking at it today from a Christian perspective. We're looking at the fact that all religions are not the same because Christianity, and this is one reason, Will, why it isn't popular today, Christianity is exclusive in one sense. 
It's exclusive not because of what we say. It's exclusive because of what Christ claimed, who Christ claimed to be and what he he claimed to do. And as his followers, Christianity does not in any way suggest that there are many ways to heaven, many ways to Rome or many ways to anywhere else. It suggests there is only one way. But all of this started back in Genesis chapter 3 when our first parents were um, created by God. And in chapter 3, we find one of the saddest stories in the Bible. I'll summarize it as quickly as I can. And that is uh, the devil comes along in the form of a serpent and he talks to Eve. He says, um, did God really say that if you eat the fruit of this tree, you'll die? Now, the exact words God used were these. In chapter 2, God did say to them this. God said to them, he said... um, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely Surely die. Now, what's interesting when you come across to chapter 3 is this. He, the devil says to her, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, Your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Notice the similarity in the language. If you eat of the fruit of this tree, in the day you eat of it, you will surely die. If you eat of the fruit of this tree, in the day you eat of it, you will be like God. Now, the uh, Hebrew is Elohim, not little gods. It's the God, the one, one and only God. So here Eve has a choice. So does it matter what she believes? You bet it matters what she believes. If she'd chosen the right way, we don't know what it would have been like because man would have not sinned. Yeah. But because she chose, um, as it says in the very next verse, it mentions three things. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, saw doesn't just mean visual identification. She's actually visualizing eating this fruit. God said don't eat it without giving any, any explanation whether it tastes good, bad or indifferent. He just said don't do it. Fairly simple um, uh, situation really. A tree desirable to make one wise and pleasant to the eyes. So there are three things mentioned here. And she's visualising in her mind. She's seeing yeah. the tree in a whole different way. What does she do? She takes the fruit and she gives some to her husband. We know the outcome of all of that, but (laughs) this sets the scene for does it matter what you believe? God said do this without giving an explanation as to why. He simply said if you do this, this is the outcome. These are the consequences. Now today in the society in which we live can I suggest to ourselves and also to our listeners that what you believe has consequences. It doesn't matter (laughs) Uh, what you believe in the sense that whatever you believe is going to have consequences. But let me read you this statement that I found particularly interesting. The harvest of life is character, and it is this that determines destiny, both for this life and the life to come. I thought that was a fairly interesting statement. So I believe in setting the tone for our study for today, biblically, yes, it does uh, 
um, matter what you believe. It matters very, very much because it affects your present life and it also affects your future destiny. It doesn't matter whether you believe that you go to heaven when you die, whether you believe yeah. you, you um, metamorphose into something else. I think they call it reincarnation in religions like Hinduism, Buddhism and other things. Um the fact of the matter is the way you live your life now and your belief system now affects both your present life and also your future. Now, it's very interesting because there um, <clears throat> are five, uh, four or five things that if you want to become a, a Buddhist that I found particularly interesting, and I've written them down here somewhere. Um, I just can't see them at the moment, but basically one of them was you're not to kill. You're not to steal. You're basically not to be sexually promiscuous. Um, you're not to bear false witness. All of these are commandments from the Ten Commandments. And the fifth one is don't take substances, i.e. alcohol, drugs or whatever, that will cloud your judgment so that you can't clearly discern uh, what needs to be done. I found those very interesting because this comes from Buddha. And, of course, the Ten Commandments predate yeah. Buddha's. So here you have that. In Australia, you've got this interesting situation. Nielsen did a research back in 2009 and they said this, 41% of Australians believe in astrology. That's a strong That's almost, statement. Yeah, almost, just under half. This is 2009. Yes, guys, I accept that it's 14 years ago. Uh, would the figures have changed today? If anything, they would probably have increased, not decreased. 34% of Australians believe in UFOs and 22% think that there are witches in Australia. Now, what this survey suggested is that Christian, uh, that uh, the average Australian or many Australians believe in God, but really what they're doing today is they're um, taking an amalgamation of various things as their belief system. Yeah, They might say they believe in God, but they're into astrology. Uh, they're into something else. Uh, they've uh, maybe been to a, uh, a seance or something like that. And there's a whole mishmash yeah. of things yeah, that they're, um, they're coming. Now, the end result of all of that is th they're going to become totally confused because the Bible says that, and uh, you know the statement as well as I do, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light, a light unto to my, my path. Yeah. So whilst it doesn't tell you go this way, it says that if you want the light and you want the truth and you want to be able to see where you're going spiritually, you follow the word of God. Yeah. So that's sort of a starting point. Yeah. Now, we could talk about some people in the Bible um, quickly who, shall I say, have been through difficult times because I believe that uh, these two people, one of them is Joseph. Now, you and I have discussed Joseph on air exhaustively, uh, both last Monday and in a previous discussion that we had on air. Joseph was an interesting person in the sense that <clears throat> his belief system allowed him to go from being pampered son to slave to prison and ultimately to the prime ministership of Egypt. But in chapter 45, verse 5, when he finally meets his brothers who sold him into slavery after 20 years, he says in three places, in verse 5, verse 7, and verse 8 of chapter 45, he says this, 
He says, don't beat up on yourselves. I'm using current uh, terminology that we all understand. Don't beat up on yourselves. It was God who sent me here ahead right. of you. Now, his belief system was strong enough. Uh, I don't know about you and I, but I wonder seriously whether I would have been able to stand in the way that he stood. I've gone from being the favourite son of my family, and my family are rich. <laughs> my family aren't rich, but uh, his family yeah. were rich. He's the favoured son of his father. He's even bought him a special robe, which denotes that his status in the family, even though he's not the oldest, indicates the robe that he was given is the type of robe you don't wear when you're doing physical or manual work. Right. In other words, he was almost exempt from what the rest had to put up with. <coughs> so he's been through all of this, but 20 years later, at the end of it all, his belief system is strong enough that he is able to see, maybe he couldn't see during it so clearly, but at the end of it, he is able to see very clearly that God sent me here to save your lives, not only your lives, but the lives yeah. of the uh, um, Egyptian nation as well. Then you've got the example of a guy called Job. Now, I reckon of our listeners, most people would have heard of Job. Job also was very rich. And here's something interesting to put in your memory bank, guys. Job was not an Israelite. Wow, okay. He was not an Israelite. It says he came from the land of Uz. The land of Uz was either in northern Arabia or somewhere around the Edomite area. So he wasn't an Israelite, but it says about him that he feared God and shunned evil. And yet the, the disasters that befell him... <laughs> A multitude, <laughs> you know them as well as I yeah. <clears throat> do. Satan was having a conversation with God. And he said, there's only one reason he serves you, because you look after him. This, again, comes back to belief system. Joseph would have been brought up with the same belief system that if you do the right thing, God looks after you. Job would have been brought up with the with the uh, um, the mind view, the, the world view that in serving God, being faithful to God, God is going to look after you. Well, God has promised that he will, but he hasn't promised that in every circumstance yeah. he's, not, he's not going to allow the devil to have a go at you. Now, Satan took everything off him. First of all, he took his property off of him, his sheep, his goats, his, all his animals, donkeys. They're all taken or killed. Then he lost his family, his children, of whom there were 10. And finally, his dear wife, who must have had enough by then, says, why don't you curse God and die? <laughs> because Satan ultimately afflicts him with boils. Now, I've had a, two boils in my life, one on my leg and one in my groin area. And I tell you what, they're not a great deal of fun. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine being covered in boils from the top of your head to the soles of your feet? This is the situation this poor guy finds himself in. And yet he says, in Job, in the, talking about his situation, he says, even if God were to slay me, I'll still trust yeah. him. Now, this is another indication of his belief system. And right at the end of the book, chapter 42, God actually comes into the picture in a major way and talks to his three friends who have come to comfort him. And he says to them, guys, you haven't spoken of me as my servant Job has. And as a result of that, God is able to restore Job's fortunes so that he is able to get twice as much as he had before. Now, Job didn't know in advance that he was going to get twice as much as he had before. Yeah. He, was, he was faithful to God 
because he believed in God and he believed that God had his future, his present and his future in his hands and that whatever God saw as best, he would accept it. Right. That's not fatalism. So let's let's not get caught up in fatalism. It's not fatalism. It's an active belief that God knows what's best for you and that if you trust him, he's promised to lead you. And I've got a very good text that you and I have shared, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Yes. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Have you got any thoughts on this yeah. that can sort of... I was just thinking... Sat? Yeah. <clears throat> just a couple of things while you're you're sharing here, and I love what you're sharing, uh, Brenton, from, you know, Joseph and, and the Bible. I guess what I'm just kind of contemplating as I sit here in the studio is, um, you know, you and I are both Christians and we're, we, we're pastors we and we... Yes. Um, we we see the Bible as an inspired document. It's God's word communicated to hum, humankind, and so I guess what you're talking about is, um, Brenton. There are individuals and there are people. It's a story about God and how He creates. Uh, you know, there's the big picture basically, but then also yeah, there is individuals. His, his personal interest in people yeah. is important. Yeah, and this surely affects our belief system. When the question is, does it really yeah. matter what I believe? Well, maybe the question should have been, does it really matter who I believe? Yeah, <laughs> that might have been another way of looking at this particular yeah. question. I know we're told to discuss the situation of, does it matter what I believe? But I'm asking the question, should we be discussing, yeah. does it matter who I believe? Yeah. And I think part of it, um, what, you know, uh, our team is going to unpack the question uh, later on in the week about yes. um, just this idea of there's a plethora of religions. You oh, know, you talked about everywhere. Buddhism. And, and I think that's probably a part of our conversation today and that our team will unpack this week is, you know, when, when, when the average person, um, Brendan, is thinking of religion as a big kind of concept and they're seeing, you know, almost like there's a smorgasbord to choose from. There's it, Christianity. They're, they're cherry picking what they yeah. think will fit and work for them in their yeah. lives. Yeah. yeah. And I, I guess what I was saying as well is, um, so I was kind of viewing the question, does it matter what I believe in the kind of through the lens of, does it matter if I'm a Christian or does it matter if I'm follow um, Islam or am I Sikh or Buddhism? I was kind of like thinking towards that line of thinking. Well, okay. does it matter yeah. if yeah. I'm a Christian or another stripe of, of some type of religion? And I was kind of thinking about that um, as you were talking. Um, what really does, um, what, what's really at stake if we were to go one road or the other? And I think just to kind of insert this little um this little um insight here yeah, there's sure. there's a christian over in the states um Brendan, his name's frank turek i'm not sure if you've come across his no, material no, can't but he's a, he's frank. a christian apologist and yes. he basically goes around campuses in the united yeah. states basically mm-hmm. defending the christian faith and um he has a he has the one presentation because i've seen a few of his presentations it's essentially the same presentation he he goes uh, across the country in the united states and what he kind of says he has a presentation about um, why Christianity is true, and his argument is he basically premises um, his his defense or his his presentation yeah. with these four questions, and I want to share this with our listeners uh, as well tonight. Sure. He says um, he asks these questions when anyone asks him a question whether Christianity is true, and these are the four questions: Does truth exist? Yes. Um, number two: Does God exist? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, three, are miracles real? And then the fourthly, is the New Testament reliable? And um, good, he uh, kind of course. walks through that. And I guess what I'm saying to our listeners and just uh, to, you know, as we're having this conversation, Brenton, is um, it, sometimes when we hear that idea, uh, embedded in the question, does it matter? It implies this sense of, and I'm going to inject a word here at this time of our show, this idea of relativism. Yes. Does yes. it really matter? You've got your religion. Yeah. I've, got, I've mine. got mine. You know, you worship, you go to church one day in the week. Why oh, is I, yours better than yeah. mine? Yeah. And so I think embedded in that kind of question slash concept is this idea that, well, it doesn't really matter. And I think that's probably getting more to the heart of the question yes. that our team's going to unpack. Hey, what... And you're right, Brendan, because every faith, religion, and uh, every group Look, will espouse certain mm. truths and certain ways of thinking and how, how the world came yeah. to be, etc. As, as far as ethics go, yeah. I would suggest to you that most religions have something positive to contribute to our worldview. Um, for instance, yeah. m- Muslims have a very strong stand on drinking alcohol. Um, Buddhists have some very good ethical standards. The difference, if I can say it, uh, here is this. Jesus claimed exclusively that he was the way, yeah. the truth, and the life in John 14, verse 6 and 7. He didn't say there are many ways. He said, I am yeah. the way, the truth, and the life. Now, that's exclusive. To some people, modern thinking in the 21st century, to make statements like that is not only politically incorrect, but some people in our society yeah. these days would say that statement is offensive. Yes. <laughs> it offends yeah. me. Uh, you've heard that terminology because we hear a lot of it these days. Yeah. And uh, you would have people calling you out. That's the term that we often hear these days, calling you out for making statements like this. And yet Christ made that statement. He made that statement to his disciples. And he said in John 3.16, he made an interesting comment. He said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is an exclusive statement. Yeah. It doesn't say eternal life is available through any other source. And there are, what, 3,500 religions in the world, roughly, all claiming to believe or be the truth or the way. Jesus says, no, I'm the way, and if you believe in me, you will have eternal life. There are no other optional ways. See, what Satan has done by deceiving Eve and, and giving her another option, which she took, I believe that sets the scene now today for the fact that we have all these false Christs and false prophets. You remember in Matthew 24, verse 5, when Jesus talked about the temple being destroyed and he's coming, the disciples came to him and said, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming? What they are asking was a chronological question. They are asking a question, can you give us some timelines? Can you give us some dates? When's the temple going to be destroyed? When are you going to come again? What was his first comment? Yeah. Take heed that no one deceives you. Right, right. Because many will come in my name claiming that I am Christ. Not only the nine that I've mentioned on the air today, there are many others around as well saying, go this way, come this way, go this way. This is the way. Jesus is saying, no, no, there's only one way through me. (laughs) So almost you could almost say, you can almost put the argument now, Brendan, that even – 
Jesus would answer the question, absolutely. Absolutely, it he does would. matter what if you he believe. If he was here today on air and someone said, well, there are many ways to uh, heaven, what do you say? Yeah. I'm sure his answer would be the same as yeah. back there. Yeah. I am the way, the truth and the life. And you would get yeah. many people offended by making yeah. Yeah. that <laughs> You would also get many who would say, yes, Lord, I believe you are the way, the truth and the life, yeah. and accept it. Amen. <laughs> hey, uh, Brenton, loving our conversation. We're just going to have to hit the pause button just for a we few do. moments. We do. Um, just like to promote our book offer one more time. Before we head to our break, the the book that we're promoting today and for the rest of the week is called End Time People, The Essential Sequel to End Time Events by Dr. Brian Ball. Uh, Dr. Brian is an evangelist, author, and he's a minister of the gospel, and he walks you through Second Peter 3.11, and uh, he talks about, sorry, First Peter 4, verse 7, where the Peter says in the Gospels there, the New Testament, sorry, the end of all things is at hand. And so if, if, if prophecy, uh, future events is something that you're really intrigued in and want to learn more about, you will definitely be blessed by Dr. Brian Ball's book, End Time People. Book, so, yep, Brendan's giving it the seal of approval. <laughs> you must get it. So here, uh, before we go to a break, the code for this book, if you'd like a free copy, SA1 Three five. That's S A one three five. Text the code to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. We'll get that book out to you as soon as we can. Please don't go away. We'll be back in just a few moments.
by CC Wine and is a classic. Um, really love that song. Hey, we just have a few minutes to go here on Faith FM Drive Time Big Q and A. We want to thank you for sticking with us through to the end of the program. I especially just want to shout out uh, Wesley if you're listening out there. Um, we want to thank you for um, calling in for the book offer. We appreciate you tuning in today, Wesley. We we'll do. get that book out to you as soon as we can, mate. And so, uh, Brenton, in the few minutes we have remaining, uh, walk us different. through how do we kind of wrap this conversation up? People are okay. asking the question, does it really matter uh, what we believe? How would you kind of uh, end this uh, segment tonight? The answer I would give in uh, closing our, our study for this afternoon is this. There isn't, I would suggest, a person on this planet who isn't interested in the future, who doesn't want to know what the future is. Now, once again, Christianity, or more specifically the God of Christianity, makes a certain claim. Remember this. I'm quoting now from Isaiah 46, verse 8 and 9. Remember this and show yourselves men. Recall to mind, O you transgressors. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there's none like me. Now, that that could be a very boastful statement, except for verse 10. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Amen. Uh, The good news is that if you choose to follow Jesus amongst all the belief systems, and I'm appealing to any listeners today who may be confused, because I believe, Will, we probably do have people listening to us who have tried this religion, they've tried that religion, they've tried this, they've tried that, and they've come to the conclusion that everybody has something to offer, but nobody really has the truth. Well, according to the Word of God, Jesus is the way the truth and the life. life. God is the one who knows the future. And the last night of Jesus' life, before he went to the cross, he made this statement in John 14, 23. He said, I am telling you these things so that when they come to pass, you might believe. believe. In other words, I'm predicting what's going to happen, not only in the immediate future in the next 24, 48 hours, but further down the track, just as he did in Matthew 24 when he gave an overview of the destruction of Jerusalem and ultimately the events that will lead to his second coming. So the good news in closing is, no, there are not many ways to heaven. There's one. There are not many who know the future. There is only one person who claims to know the future because he was there in the past, he's there at present, and he'll be there in the future. <clears throat> in other words, he's... Um, what, what's the term we use for it? Omniscient? Omniscient, yes. Omniscient is the term that we use biblically for this. Now, in closing, I would like to suggest that this is something that we can have. In Second Timothy 4, Paul writing to Timothy, his spiritual son, Paul's expecting to be executed shortly, and he was indeed executed not long after this. He says, the time for my departure has come. I've fought a good fight. I've finished the course. I've kept the faith. Now, if he just stopped there, you would have said, well, that's a noble statement to make before your death. But he goes on. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord himself will give me on that day. And not to me only, but to all those who love his appearing. Paul was not expecting to go to heaven when he died. 
He was expecting to sleep in the grave until Christ returns, and he gives us this promise. He says, if you're faithful, the Lord will give you the crown of righteousness. The crown of righteousness I'm expecting is exactly the same will as you and I are going to receive if we are also faithful. And that crown is also available to anyone. So I would appeal to our listeners today, if you are confused, study the word of God, read John 6.37, He or she that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. I believe you can have full confidence instead of trying this religion and that religion and something else. Choose Jesus because he said, I am the way, the truth and the life. He demonstrated that he was by rising from the dead, which nobody has managed to do. Yeah. So he rose from the dead and he said, I have power over death. I have power over the grave and I am coming again to take you to be with me. So we can have confidence that rather than wandering through the 3,500 religions of the world, we can have confidence that he is coming again. And if we trust him, he's promised that when you believe in me, you have eternal life. You begin the journey of eternal life. Amen. Now. I think that's good yeah. news. Good place to finish. Lovely. Hey, Brendan, I really want to thank you for um, just unpacking this question for our listeners tonight. Uh, our time is up for today, unfortunately. So uh, for our listeners out there, I want to thank you for tuning in, especially for those who've um, called in for a book. Um, just want to shout out Wesley once again and Hazel as well. If Hazel you're listening, Hazel, well. oh, we want to thank you for um, Where's Hazel tuning in. Not sure. <laughs> Not but sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, we want to Hazel. say thank you to Hazel for tuning in. Hey, um, please join us here at Faith of Him Drive Time, same time tomorrow and the rest of the week. For tomorrow's program, Ricardo, Pastor Mar- Marty and Pastor Ricardo, they will look at the actual question of the whole theme this week. Are all religions essentially the same? And so um, our team are going to be taking this uh, question from different perspectives and different angles. And so um, our time's up today. So please thank you again for joining us. We will be promoting our free book offer every day for the rest of this week. But until then, we want to leave you with the words of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He says in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.